uh, we love our kids, and uh, we have been, just so you know, if you have not, if you don't know what you just walked into today, um, second place for the last seven years has done a week-long discipleship boot camp for students in the seventh to twelfth grade. We just finished that week-long boot camp this week. We finished last night um, with the Love Monia event, um, and it was a lot. Um, and, you know, if you don't follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you can check out some of the photos of the week there. Um, it would be, we would be here all day if I tried to take you through the past week, um, detail by detail. But what I want to do is I want to give you boot camp in 25 minutes. Yeah. All right? So a week long in 25 minutes. Um, I need to say this because I, I, I know that I can only speak for us. Um, I can only speak for our church and our leadership, our volunteers. I honestly don't know of another, I don't know of another church that, that literally does a homegrown week of discipleship, 12 hours a day, um, all volunteer-led. We had seven speakers that spoke to the students. Six of them were from second place, um, which is amazing. You're going to hear about them in a minute. Um, I, I just don't know, but now I'm sure it happens. But I can't tell you how proud I am of the team that comes together. We had, uh, I believe, about 50 students registered. We had 18 um, student coaches is what we call them. Um, and it was powerful. If you were a student coach this week, can you just stand up right now can, so we can recognize that? You guys got to understand, these guys got here, some of them got here at 7.30 in the morning. We didn't leave until typically 9.30 at night, uh, maybe 10 o'clock. Um, we had guys that were taking off work. We had two coaches drive in from out of town just for this week to be here. Um, this is a massive investment. Do that math, whatever the math is. You know, seven times 12 hours is like 94 hours of time, right? Something like that. Where's my math majors at? 84, thank you. I'm not good at that. I'm a little math, I'm, I'm not good at math right now. Um, 84, 84 hours of work, what's a typical uh, work week? So think about it for a second. This is a, this is a team that is passionate about students. It's a passion about the next generation. Um, if you're a student in the room and you came to boot camp, stand up real quick. Awesome. You guys have put in a lot of work this week. I, I know that some of you are like really not wanting to just sleep like until noon today, but you're here and, I, and I, I'm really blessed by you guys. Um, I'm inspired by you guys. Um, a couple of other quick thank yous also. Um, we fed these, these, these crazy people um, lunch and dinner every day. And then we, we gave them snacks throughout the day as well. We had something we called the Mom Squad that was uh, killed it. And um, 
Uh, if you're on the mom squad, thank you. Uh, feeding se almost 70 people twice a day is, is intense. Oh, th the students want mom squad to stand up, so mom squad, stand up. <laughs> Yes, dad squad too, yeah. Um, and and we, we would have had a hard time getting around if it wasn't for Bill Kanabi driving our, our new bus. <laughs> if you don't know, that bus out there, the coach bus is given to us. We, we uh, were so blessed to have that given to us. It had a, some repairs. We had a special gift given to the church to repair the bus. Um, and then we were able to use it this week, and we found another repair that needs to happen. So we're going to be taking that in tomorrow to have that looked at. But it's so good to be able to do that locally before we take it across the country and have to figure that out, right? So God is good. Um, you know, I think one of the things we kicked off uh, this boot camp, and I, I, now is when we're going to transition into what I believe is going to be something that is going to be a, is something that all of us can get. Now, I know that, at least for me, I, I'm, I'm lucky because, and God, I, I'm blessed because I get to be a part of this past week. And I know a lot of you are, are wishing that there would have been a second place around when you were young to put together an experience like this for, for you. And I want you to know that um, we, we've had seven speakers. We had six different workshops led by six different people. Um, we had worship almost all, every day. We did service projects throughout the week. Um, there's so much investment that happened. But I want you to know that even though you may not have been able to be a part of this past week, that God is not through with you, and he has a lot more for you. And the fact that you can't, I mean, he understands your context, right? You, you are not able to take 84 hours and, and just donate those. To, at this time in your life, and that's fine, because I think what God understands is he understands how to meet you where you are, and to pour into you, and to blow your mind right where you're at, and I think as we open up ourselves to what God is wanting to do in our lives individually, I think we start to see that, and I hope that today, that as we rewind just a little bit, and look at what um, some of the, I think, highlights were of this week. It's not really the highlights. Let me tell you what I did. A boot camp in 25 minutes. We had seven talks that we heard, and they were all outstanding. Um, I'll tell you that um, in their own way, they all had just something powerful to bring to us. And as I re rewound the week in my mind and I prayed about it, what I did is I found a common thread between all of them. And I want to give you guys some scriptures to look over this week and to dig into. If you have a news and events page, on the back of that, there is some fill-in-the-blanks. And those fill-in-the-blanks are going to be something you can take with you this week and dig in and get after it yourself. Uh, when we were at the campground, if you need a news and events, you don't have that, just raise your hand. We have extras. Um, I would highly encourage you guys, when you write things down, it exponentially helps your memory and helps your um, retention in terms of information. Um, when we were at the campground on Sunday night, we camped overnight on Sunday night, um, one of the first talks that we give is this pretty intense talk 
about how we're going to operate for the week. And one of the things that always happens in boot camp is that people would love to complain about being tired and complain about whatever they're being asked to do. And, and so one of the phrases that we, we bring to the table right at the beginning is this, if it's not hard, we don't do it. If it's not hard, we don't do it. We do hard things. And we could preach all day on this, right? Because what we want as people, human nature, is we want it easy. We tend to go the path of least resistance. We want comfort. We want the cushion chair, right, guys? We don't want the hard gray chair. We want the couches, which is cool. I would be there, by the way, all right? I would be there, all right? But that's just our, it's, a, it's an illustration for how we operate when it comes to our soul and our faith, is that we, we kind of want it easy. And so if it's not hard, we don't do it. We set the bar right there, and we say we're going to do hard things. Now, one of the things we talked about, and here we go, we talked about the four energies, um, this is literally taken from a, a podcast by Craig Rochelle, the pastor of Life Church. And if you want to listen to it, check out his podcast. But it's super easy, but I want you to take something away from this right now. The four energies that we all have, different amounts of, are physical, emotional, mental or creative, and spiritual. And every day with the students, we talked about these four energies, the fact that God has given us these energies and that at any given time, we may be full or we may be half full or we may be anywhere in between full and empty. And, and what I challenge the students to do, and I challenge you right now, is to evaluate yourself in each of those categories. When it comes to your physical energy, right, you, you, you have the, um, maybe you guys had like a rough day yesterday. And you're at like a two. We, I think we said like a zero is like you're really ready to say goodbye to this world. But a 10 is you're ready like to jump over a building, okay? Um, and so I don't know where you are between one and 10 in terms of your physical energy. But right now, can you pick a number between one and 10 for yourself? And on the count of three, I want you to tell me your number. Ready? One, two, three. Yell it at me. Perfect. Yes, we're making progress. Good. So emotional, emotional energy would be kind of the, the relational energy, the, the relational energy that you have when you're with people and where you're just, you know, and some of you have like so much energy for people. Like you just love being around people. You just want to talk to more people. You just want to have a party. Like you're planning one right now off to the side in your notes. Like you just love it. And some of you are like so done with people. Like if one more person tries to high five me and meet me here at this place or hug me or whatever, I'm literally going to throw something through a window which is great because we don't have any in here. But emotional energy on a scale of 1 to 10, I mean, where are you at? You know, a 0, you're throwing things. A 10, like you're the life of the party. Where are you at in that? Pick a number for yourself on the count of three. Yell it at me. One, two, three. Mental or creative energy, this would be like your problem-solving skills. This would be the energy you have to figure things out. This would be, man, you know what? I have to figure this out. So on a scale of 1 to 10, like 0, like you literally cannot figure out how to make ice cubes, right? 
you're like a grilled cheese. What goes on that? Like, I don't know. Um, that's where you're at. If you're at a 10, like you're literally acing like calculus tests. You know, you're just doing great. So pick a number, scale one to 10 on, on your mental or creative uh, energy level. And on the count of three, yell it at me. One, two, three. Okay, we got a couple ones in there. That's awesome. Spiritual energy would be your soul. Like, what, where are you at in terms of your fervor, your pursuit after Christ? Like, what is it that really you're really sensing in your heart that God is doing? Like, you feel, man, like, God is awesome. Like, at a 10, you're like, man, we're moving to Africa. We're going to, like, dedicate our lives to God. Let's go. Everyone comes with me. Um, and then a zero is literally like, I'm pretty sure that um, God has forgotten me. I'm pretty sure that I have no idea where God is. And so on a scale of 1 to 10, pick a number between 1 and 10 for your spiritual energy. On the count of 3, yell at me. 1, 2, 3. Good deal. Now here's a couple of nuggets for this that you might want to just jot down. Number one, you got to know that all of us are given different size tanks in each of these areas. So some of us are going to have a massive like emotional ability. Like we're going to have so much energy for people when other people, they're just like, I, I, I literally, I say hi to one person, I'm done for the day. And what I need us to do, and I want you to do, is to realize that that is just how we're, we're created. That we're all different, and that God somehow uses that and knits us together into a body, which is amazing. The other thing that I'll tell you that I think is amazing, too, is that there are ways that you can refill your tank. Just because you're physically tired right now doesn't mean that you're going to always be that. Now, think about me telling these students this in the middle of the week where they're literally, they're completely tired exhausted. And I'm saying, look, you're physically tired. How do we get physical energy back? A couple of ideas. Probably should eat something good for you. You should probably get some sleep tonight. Those types of things, you can literally fill your tank. Emotional, sometimes like we just need to like go away from people for a while, and that's how we, we can recharge that tank. Mental, it might be sleeping. It might be, it might be just getting away and not having to worry about how to balance the checkbook. Does anybody still do that? And then spiritual like today like you're gonna be here today and like maybe today this message maybe the worship at the end maybe just seeing other people that are of the faith like that can refill your tank but here's what we said on the last day which is really great is that there are activities that we can discover all of us can do this that there are activities that we can discover that can fill all of our tanks at the same time Craig Rochelle says that for him, it's exercise. When he exercises, that's a, very similar actually for me. When I exercise, I feel like I'm gaining energy in my physical, in my emotional, in my mental and spiritual tanks. Like I just, for me, it's just kind of how it works. I don't know what it is for you, but there's things that we can do that can fill multiple tanks at the same time. I think the work for you this week is to say, what does that? What, what does that for me? Talk to God about that. Some of you, it's going out on the mower and mowing, and mowing the lawn. It's like, man, I'm just like recharging right now, man. I put my earbuds in. I don't got to talk to anybody. I don't have to push a mower because I'm riding it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm refilling my tank physically. This is so good. Maybe I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. So that's kind of where we started. And, and I think what it does is it helps us to evaluate. Is that helpful for anybody in the room? Give me at least one, yeah. Okay, cool. So now we're just going to dive in 
to um, the seven talks, and we're going to look at the common thread between all of them. The first talk that we had was from Colton Jekka Janes. Let's hear it for Colton Jekka. You can look into Colossians 3. That is a passage that is really important to their talk. But here's the, the phrase that pays, and this is kind of where we start to understand what God is doing through all these talks and for us today. That my relationship with Christ determines who I am today and who I will be tomorrow. Nothing that I've done, no, nothing that anybody else says, not a mistake, not a massive promotion or win determines who I am, but it's who, it's actually my relationship with Christ that determines who I am today and who I will be tomorrow. I, I think the, the thing that was interesting is that Jekka told a story about herself and, and what over time, she was one way, and then over time, she made a series of difficult, tough, but good decisions, like over and over and over again, made those decisions, got up in the morning and said, I'm just going to try to stay in that zone. And over time, what was amazing is that when she looked back at herself and what she was like three or four years prior, she didn't even really recognize that person. That God, through her choices and through the relationship that she had with Christ, that somehow that she was a different person, that she had become who God had intended her to be, and that that old self didn't even really, like, recognize, didn't even register with her. And so my encouragement to you today is to realize before you go anywhere else, this is why we talk about identity first with the students, your identity is what determines so everything in your life, everything in your life. And so understand today that my relationship with Christ is, is what determines who I am today and who I will be tomorrow. The second talk that we had was from none other than Danielle Kowaleski. Let's hear it for Danielle. And she talked, about, she talked about social network. She talked about one of the seven buckets being social network. And that not, is not Facebook and Instagram. It is really our relationships with each other. And she was referencing 1 Corinthians 12. And in that, um, what we understand is that relationships are what the body of Christ is built upon. <laughs> like you can't have the, the body of Christ without all of the Members, all the pieces, all the parts of the body. And so it's important for us. And she talked about her injury to her knee and her ACL, right, guys? And how that, and she had her ACL in a little jar, and how that was really gross. It wasn't really her ACL. Um, and, and we learned about the fact that social networking, that, that those relationships are so, so critical for us. So, number one, our relationship with Christ determines who we are today and who we will be tomorrow. And relationships are what the body of Christ is built upon. Very interesting relationships are becoming the thread. The next talk that we had were from Russell and Ann Fryer. And they, um, yeah, let's hear it for them. I'm so sad because their talk, I literally heard, but I was running around. I, I was running around. It was so crazy but that morning. But they were, they were talking about the bucket of share and this idea of sharing our faith with others and teaching the students about that. And what they spoke of, they talked about the parable of the sower in Matthew. And here is the key. Relationships are what unlock the possibility of reaching someone for Christ. 
Look, if you're trying to reach a family member or a friend or a coworker, you're not going to be able to do that from a distance, but it's going to be through relationship and building relationship and trust with that person that somehow, some way, God opens up a door for you to reach them for Christ. Do you guys see that? It is impossible. There's no possibility of actually reaching someone for, for, for Christ without some type of relationship. I don't know everybody in the room, but we have a relationship right now. And God could use even just the littlest of a relationship right now, the fact that you're in the same room as me, the fact that we're kind of talking, that, that God can use that. And he can see, we can see someone give their heart to Christ because of it. Andy Franklin was the next talk, and she talked about moments. Yeah, let's hear it for Andy. She's over there. And she talked about Zacchaeus and Luke 19 and um, this whole idea of Zacchaeus choosing to get into a tree to see Jesus because he knew that he was coming. And here's the interesting thing is that our position determines what type of relationship we will have with Jesus. You see, everybody else in the crowd decided to keep their position the same in the crowd with everybody else. But Zacchaeus, he had some, some vision. He had some ideas, and he said, I'm going to change my position. And when he did that, it determined the relationship that he had with Jesus. Why? Because he stood out. And he was able to be seen, and Jesus said, I want to go and have dinner with you. His relationship was different because of his position. My challenge to you today is, have you positioned yourself in such a way to really dig in and to allow Jesus to come over for dinner? To come to your house, to challenge you in ways to maybe undo some things that, that you've done like Zac Zacchaeus did to allow some things to happen in our life. That night when Andy spoke, um, I believe, yeah, we had already destroyed a piano. Um, notice we used to have two pianos. Um, we had someone that's a piano expert look at both of them and said that one of them is not worth keeping. And so we made that into a project of letting go of some stuff. And we wrote all over, the th all over that piano the things that we needed to let go. And then we, we proceeded to take a sledgehammer to it and leave it behind. Um, there are pieces of the piano back there that we're going to turn into an art piece. But um, we are loving that. And that idea, by the way, y'all students, came from Jekka. So I'm not taking credit for that one, all right? Um, it was a powerful, powerful day to do that. But also on Tuesday when Andy spoke, I don't know what happened. Um, the students will, will probably um, remember this. There was a lot that, that was supposed to happen Tuesday night when Andy spoke. And after she spoke, it's like the, we, we had worship and we were supposed to go to small groups. We didn't go to small groups. Um, we were supposed to do other stuff. We didn't do any of that. And we just hung out in here and we prayed. And we continued to worship. And this is a highlight. This is, this is not in your notes. I don't know how, how to explain when the Holy Spirit moves, but the Holy Spirit moved in such a way um, that I know for certain that I, I can't tell you how many hands were raised that night, but it was between 6 and 10, somewhere in there. Students who 
100% made a step in their faith. And I believe that some of them chose to put Jesus first in their life, maybe for the very first time. God is moving. And I don't know, Andy, if you thought that was going to happen that night, but it was crazy. Like the fact that your talk about Zacchaeus, and Andy was so vulnerable and transparent in her talk. I believe that many of the students were affected by that, and God used it. It was amazing. Um, the next talk we had was from um, none other than uh, David Vales Sr. And so I don't know how to explain that talk to you. Um, it was a story, and it was about squirrels and tenacious squirrels. Um, and so I got this. Our relationship with squirrels can show us how we are wired by God to never give up. Right, students? So this, the, the, the highlight, the cliff notes on this is that there was a squirrel in their attic, and he caught it after many, many weeks of battling this squirrel. He caught it drove it two and a half miles away from his house, was told on the inner tubes to, to take it five miles, but two and a half miles, five miles so it wouldn't find its way back, two and a half miles, dropped it off, and it came back <laughs> to his house. And it mocked him from the roof after he cut down a tree so it wouldn't go up there. It was a really funny talk, but I threw in a little Genesis 1 because that's when God created squirrels, all right? So there you go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thanks, Dave, for really making me stretch on that one. That was amazing. So, um, though Jared Dennis was our next talk. Jared? Jared uh, plays guitar. Um, he's sitting right there right now. He's not playing today, but, man, he is awesome. And uh, he spoke at the Baldrige House outside under the star, well, under the sun as it was going down. And it was, uh, it was amazing. He talked... Um, about stuff, about our time, talent, and treasure. And he used the parable of the talents out of Matthew 25. You can read it this week. Um, and here's what we found out through Jared's talk, is that our relationship with our master determines how we use what he gives us. In that parable, we know that there are different servants that are given different amounts. And some of the servants that have are given five or, or three, they, they go and they invest, but the one that was given one believed that the master was a hard man, and so he buried that talent. And what we found is that because of the way that we perceive and the way that our relationship is, is with the master, that he did that. And so the same thing is for us, that our relationship with God, it will determine how we use what he gives us. You have been given talents, you have been given resources, you have been given gifts, you have been given so much, and he has, you may not believe it, but I'm here to tell you that it's true, that God has given you these things so that you can use them for the greater good, to build his kingdom and to glorify his name. And, and so the work that we have to do is we have to say, what does my relationship with God look like? Am I ignoring the gifts that I've been given? Or have I awakened to the fact that my God gives good gifts and that he is one that is, wants to come alongside me and exponentially use those gifts in the world? This is what we have to figure out. This is the work that we have to do. 
The last talk that, that we heard was from Professor Teresa Garner from, yeah. from Olivet. And, um, and she was just, she was our last talk on uh, Thursday morning, and she was energetic, which is what we needed, right? She talked about running a half marathon, and she talked about training for that. Um, but I think what was awesome is that she really drove home this idea that we see the image of God through relationships. It is the relationships with each other that when we see each other, like she would say this, and I'll do it right now. I said, I want you to know that you have been made and created in the image of God. And I want you to turn to the person next to you, one or the other, and say, you've been created in the image of God. And that when you look at each other, you're literally seeing a picture of God. And when you interact with someone who extends you grace, you're literally experiencing what God is like. You're literally experiencing it. And when someone cuts you off on the Dan Ryan, you're realizing and seeing what the image of God doesn't look like. <laughs> right? Like, we know the image of God is not that. Like, it's not that. The, our relationships with each other show us it's how, it's how we see the image of God. We are, it's how we see what God is like. I mean, even that's why God created us was to be a reflection of him, to be his ambassadors, to be people that when we are in a room, people say something's different. Something's going on here. It's something, it's why we created the, the, the child care center, that, that these families from the community can come here and say, there's something different about that place. My kids don't want to leave. I don't understand. And so we were able to point them to Jesus. And then yesterday, we, we uh, ended boot camp with Love Moni and um, an amazing day of service. And I cannot tell you how insane this day is. And the work that Kelly Detlaff put into that day. I will tell you, I took pictures of her um, I don't have them today, but I took pictures of her um, throughout the week because while we had downtime, while the kids were eating, whatever, she would be in the office on the phone taking notes, making sure everything was lining up. She's a student coach on top of running that on our provision lab side. Unbelievable amounts of work, unbelievable amount of talent and gifts, and I believe that God massively used her. Now, Dave Short is, is right there. He had a huge hand in yesterday as well. Unbelievable. It is like Dave has the ability to network with people like no other. If you know that, you know that about him. Um, it is unbelievable. And so there was a ton of things happening yesterday and all kinds of connections that were made because of the way God has been using and, and continues to use Dave Short in that area of this community, um, literally with the village and all of the different services that were there yesterday. Unbelievable. Unbelievable day. I, people are like, you know, yesterday I was like, they say, man, Joe, what a great day. I'm like, I 
didn't do a whole lot. Like, this is a team effort. I've been with these crazy students for a week. It was Kelly making sure, Dave making sure, this massive team of volunteers. Dave, do you know how many volunteers we had yesterday, this week? Any guess? It's a lot. We know that. It's a ton. And so um, exciting, exciting things to see that happen. But to kind of wind this up, and, and the band can come up right now, our theme verse for boot camp was Psalm 51:12, and it says, "Restore to me the joy of my of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me." And here's the thing about that verse: we know that weeks like this, even Church services like today, like we're going to have a blast in just a minute really singing to God, and it can be a, a spiritual high. This can fill our tank, but man, tomorrow morning is coming. And so if we don't have the joy in a way that we can sustain that, if we feel the rush that, is hap that happens in our life when God moves in the room, but we don't have that, that, that sustainability in place. That was what this week was all about for these students. We kept saying, look, you, you can have a great camp experience, but if you just want to have that alone, there's a lot of camps we can send you to. Go there. But if you want to come to a camp and be discipled for seven days and to learn day after day, how are you going to sustain strong faith in God for the long haul? Then you're in the right place. God alone restores our joy and sustains the rush. And the rush doesn't look the same. It doesn't, it's not that we stay at this spiritual, like, oh my gosh, all the time. It's that we have this in, inner joy, this inner peace, this inner trust and confidence in God. This is the rush that we have, and it just allows us and fuels us to go. One of the things that we say at the beginning of the camp, like I said earlier, is that if it's not hard, we don't do it. And the way that I'll spin that right now is this. If it's not hard, we don't do it. He does. It's always back to Jesus. It's always back to God. When we're in the middle of doing something hard, you have to know that God is with you and that he accomplishes it through you. If it's not hard, we don't do it. It's because he does it through us. My prayer is that throughout all of those talks that we highlighted, that you would see that relationship, 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 relationship with each other, relationship with God, that is what our faith is fueled by. It's what our, the body of Christ is built upon. And so some of us, man, we don't have those relationships with people in our life. We don't have anybody that's got faith in our life. I'm telling you right now, there's a room full of people that are ready to meet you. And maybe some of you don't have that, or maybe some of you say, I don't have a relationship with God. I don't have that relationship that can sustain me. I feel like I'm fighting everything on my own. I don't have this. This isn't true for me. This is, I do all the hard stuff on my own. Well, there's something that God has wired divinely into you that is awakening today. And if that's you, I want you to know that you have the opportunity to step into relationship with, with Jesus Christ today. You have the opportunity to say, God, 
I, I, I have tried to figure it out, but there is something inside me that says I need to make a move here. I need to step over a line, and I need to start following Jesus. I need to put my faith, and I need to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I feel that right now. These kids are inspiring me. New songs and being in a room full of people where, man, I don't see anything like this out in the world. I'm telling you right now that God is tapping you on the shoulder. And just like on Tuesday night, you could choose to just say, you know what? I'm ready. I want, I want to uncover, dust off, unlock that thing that's inside me that God's put in me to connect with him. And I want to allow that connection to happen. Before I pray, I want to highlight the fact that we have communion available to you guys today. Now, communion is a sacrament. It's something that all churches, many churches have different ways of doing it. And the way that we do it here is very relational. This whole talk was about relationships. And first and foremost, it's between you and God. So if today you would like to to receive communion, you can go to the tables that are in the back and you can do that by yourself, just you and God. And you can pray and you can remember what Christ did on the cross. But if you are here with family or friends, you can also go together and you can receive communion together and pray and ask God to give you new insight into what that sacrifice has meant for you. That all of these relationships that are happening around you and with God are because of Jesus. Why don't you guys stand? Over the next few songs, you can kind of wind your way back. Um, if you want to, you can find a place to worship. You don't have to stay in your seat. You can, you can peel off to another area of the, the warehouse. You can kneel. You can raise your hands. You can jump. You can dance. Whatever it is, this is free. This is freedom. But over the next few songs, make your way back and receive communion. But only do that if you've started your relationship with Jesus. It's difficult to remember the master when he isn't your master, right? So Heavenly Father, we pray right now, Lord God, for those in the room that are ready to take a step and say, God, I am done trying to figure it out myself. Lord, I need you in my life. I want to start following you because I, even just in the little, just the littlest way, I believe, Lord God, that you are Lord. And Lord, right now I want to confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And God, something supernatural happens in that moment. And when that happens, there is a whole world, a whole kingdom, a whole citizenship that opens up to me. And I want that right now. If that's you today, I would just ask you to raise your hand until I see it. And I'll just continue to pray for you. Thank you. I see that. I see that hand. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for those that are stepping over the line of faith right now. Lord, we just pray, God, that this concept, this principle that you've created in us, that these relationships, Lord God, that are, can be so frustrating sometimes, are literally, we, 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 we're supposed to realize, Lord God, 
that we should be leading each other and pointing each other to you. God, we pray that as we sing these next few songs and as we remember your sacrifice on the cross, Lord God, that we would glorify your name. Lord, let there be freedom in this place. Lord, we speak against and we bind and we break any plan that Satan has for anyone in this room. Lord, chains are broken in your presence. And Lord God, we declare freedom in this place by your spirit. So Lord, move, move, and sustain us. In Jesus' name. You know, my prayer for us as we go this week is that we would find that freedom to, to believe. I think that in, in many of our hearts, in all of our hearts, we have, we have something that is just in the way sometimes. And, you know, I, don't, I think one of the best things that I tell the students when they ask me stuff is, I don't know. I don't know what it is for you. Um, but I, I really believe that there is, there is freedom on the other side of that thing that's holding you back. Holding you back from songs that literally say, I'm lifting my hands when you aren't. Um, <laughs> proclaiming things that we are just really, really trusting God. Some of you, that's a prayer. Like, you need to see God move a mountain right now, and that's a prayer for you. And, and, and the, the, the thing that's blocking you is the, the belief that the mountain can't move. And so you sing that song out of faith. Some of you, you you're, you're trying to recreate church experiences from the past that cannot be recreated. Every generation finding their way back to God is our vision and what we believe and what we put our, our lives into. And, and for some of us, it's, it's volunteering with these students for 84 hours in a week. For others of you, it's, it's serving with the children's ministry or it's, it's leading a growth group or it's the Alpha course that we're going to start soon. Or could take all kinds of different volunteering and serving opportunities. It could be investing. You, you may be called to this body to help invest time and resources and funds to allow God to do this work and to be blessed through that. I don't know what it is, but God is doing something. I've, I, we had a coach meeting last night. And I, I just said to them, I said, look, I don't know what's going on, but the spirit of God is moving and we're just going to go with it. And we believe that God is going to continue to do that. And you guys are a part of that. You guys are that. You guys are that. No matter what age you are in the room, you are that. And so there is community here. There is love. There is connection. There is relationship. And, and my heart for you is that you would be able to see that and to step into that. Step over the line. Take a step of faith into that. So God, as we go, Lord, we just pray right now, God, that we would stay, take that step over the line, Lord God, that we would, we would set aside the things that have held us back for years. Things that, these beliefs that you're not big, that you can't move, that you don't have what it takes. Lord, we get tired at the end of the day. It's a constant daily reminder that we don't have the strength to continue. 
and it's an illustration of how we need to rest in you every single day. None of us can continue forever. And Lord, you've built us and wired us to show us that we need you. We need a savior. We need a God who is bigger than our problems before us. We need a God that is bigger than the attitude we've carried for years. We need a God that's bigger than the lie that we've believed. And in, in today, Lord God, we proclaim freedom in Jesus' name from all of those things that have held us down and held us back. Lord, you are truly our strength and our shield, and you are our power and our courage and our wisdom, and you are what sustains, Lord God. And so, God, we just give you this week. We give you, we thank you for the week that's behind us and all that's happened and all that the investment that happened. But, Lord, more so, Lord God, we are asking you to continue to move this week. Lord God, as we go today, Lord, may we be light in dark places. Maybe reach out and give a hand up, Lord God, to someone that needs it. And Lord, may your name be glorified in every single one of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you very soon.